Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and today I'm very excited to be talking to two very special guests. We are talking to Diane Cotter and Elijah Yetter Bowman. We're talking about the film screening and expert panel of Burned, Protecting the Protectors, coming to the Hanover Theater on June 11th. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. We have a lot to talk about today, but I want to take this opportunity and have both of you introduce yourselves and tell us more about what this whole event is going to be. There's there's a lot happening on June 11th. Sure. Um, so I'm Diane Cotter. I grew up in Worcester. Uh, at that point in time, I was Diane De Benedetto and um, have a long history in the city. Love the city, it's a big part of my life. It shaped me, the Hanover Theater helped shape me. And in 1982, I married the love of my life, Paul Carter, and he was a Worcester firefighter for almost 28 years before he was diagnosed with career-ending cancer. And because of Paul's uh, routine of bodybuilding and, and being very health conscious, it was an absolute shock. Paul had surgery. He suffered some post-effects of the surgery that did not allow him to return to the love of his life, which is firefighting. And um, his, his relapse into what I can only call was depression led me into a rabbit hole to find out why such a healthy firefighter uh, would suffer such a debilitating cancer, typically seen only in elderly men. And that opened the rabbit hole. Thank you, Diane. It's truly an amazing story. And I'm very much looking forward to not only seeing the documentary, but hearing you speak at this event and excited to talk to you today and hear more about your side of this whole experience. But Elijah, I'd love for you to introduce yourself also. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I am uh, Elijah Yedabelman. I'm the founder of a media company called Ethereal Films. Uh, we strive to produce uh, documentaries and other types of media that can have a real world impact um, generally on, on major societal problems. Um, my background um, academically was focused in sort of medicine and health research. Um, and it's funny because the big project centered on the chemical family of forever chemicals, also known as PFAS, uh, is what inevitably brought me to meet Paul and Diane. Several years ago, I was put in the position where I learned that the town that I grew up in had contaminated drinking water due to being uh, downstream of a massive industrial producer of these forever chemicals. Um, and our town had only realized it about 40 years after the fact. Uh, and so that sort of galvanized my interest. I was already very fascinated with chemistry. Um, and I decided to look further into this um, harmful class of chemicals um, to understand what could be done for people like me who are exposed to them. Uh, long story short, uh, throughout this process and working on a comprehensive film about that issue, uh, we got to meet up with Paul and Diane at one of the uh, national conferences on this topic. Uh, and I think what Diane uh, was, was really revealing um, through what began as a I would call scientific suspicion uh, that firefighters faced a 
very unique occupational exposure to these very same chemicals from the gear that they need to wear to do their job. And so that was um, a couple of years ago when we finally got to meet up and, you know, things started to work a little bit better for my organization, for my company. We had um, the ability to come back up and visit them and do sort of formal interviews at the quality that that really Diane's story deserved, uh, which inevitably became the film Burned. Um, it was originally supposed to be part of our other documentary, but we realized that, and Diane can speak to this more than anyone, this was a message that was really not given to firefighters, that their protective gear was actively harming them, um, that they had not been told this. So uh, we had a moment where we realized we needed this to be its own story directly available to firefighters. And so, yeah, that's that's sort of the, the in a nutshell, why Burned exists. And uh, yeah, we've been just so happy and grateful to play such an important part. I think at, at the moment, there have been about 235 um, screenings scheduled across the world right now for the film. Um, and we just launched that ability like a month ago. So that number continues to grow every day. Wow. I mean, this is just, it's such an important story that both of you are telling. And I was very interested to hear about how you guys came across each other. So Elijah, thank you for explaining that. It's it's interesting how your background ended up bringing you here. But I want to talk a little bit about the event itself before we get into both of your connections to this a little bit further. So like I said, there's a lot going on um, here on June 11th. We've got a bunch of guest speakers coming. Um, and I believe, uh, Elijah, you are one of those speakers. And uh, Diane, I, I'm not sure, are you going to be speaking? Just a few words at the end. Okay, awesome. But and so before the event, though, we are having a pre-event performance by the Worcester Fire Brigade Pipe and Drum Band. There also is going to be a pre-show book signing by environmental attorney Rob Bilat. He will be signing his book, Exposure, Poisoned Water, Corporate Greed, and One Lawyer's 20-Year Battle Against DuPont. And... Just for those who are interested in that, uh, there will not be copies of the books available for purchase at the show, but there is a link on our show page on our website for you to order the book in advance. But so for those who will be coming to this event and engaging in all these before the before the screening and the expert panel, can you talk us through the pipe and drum band and the signing? Sure. So it was very important to me um, that we spotlight the Worcester firefighters because of the strong history that the Worcester Fire Department and its members have in the city and in the um, greater Massachusetts area. When I hear that the, the fire brigade, the band, I become very emotional because it takes me back to the December 3rd, 1999 um, memorials. And, you know, those were the those were some very dark days for us. So since that time, um, the band has been a very important part of our life, and it's just a beautiful tribute to the men and women of the department, of all departments, and uh, we're really excited to have them. Uh, we're very excited to have Rob Ballot, who, um, if you've seen the movie Dark Waters, uh, our executive producer, Mark Ruffalo, plays Rob Ballot, and Rob took on a 20-year battle with DuPont um, 
and these same chemicals are what we're battling as well. And Rob is a huge part of this story. And he's been a huge part of our life um, since 2017. He's focused on firefighters and um, it's just an absolute blessing to have him with us on on this occasion. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. I sure, I'm sure it's going to be extremely emotional that day. And I think that the emotions will be high in that room and you know, what a place other than the Hanover Theater to experience um, such a wonderful event. But Diane, I you did mention it a little bit previously, but you have a very interesting connection to the Hanover Theater. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Oh, I'm so happy to. My father is described as an icon in the city of Worcester, and his name was Johnny D. And Johnny D managed the um the palace, the Poli Palace, for 27 years. And he met and married the love of his life, my mother, Patty D. And they married at St. John's Cathedral, right there on Chatham Street. And um, we grew up in Worcester. I grew up in Greendale in a three-decker. And my mother and father had a very, oh, I guess you'd call it very um, unique marriage. My father was um, a very gregarious person, and my mother was a very inward person. So my father's career as a theater manager took him to some places that my mother was um, very uncomfortable being. She was extremely shy. And um, they they had one heck of a heck of a marriage, one heck of a marriage. And I grew up in the Hanover Theater. My memories um, are magnificent. I can remember watching movies over and over again so many times that I'd learn everybody's lines in the in the movies. Yeah. I love that. But Elijah, I want to turn it over to you for a second. So you mentioned ethereal films. Can we talk a little bit about that and, you know, how you got your start as um, a filmmaker? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I have a kind of circuitous uh, background um, in terms of always when I was little, I was very sort of creative, artistically driven person. And one of the great privileges of my life is having uh, two parents who are incredibly supportive of all of those aspirations. Um, so I was always involved in, in theater and I worked on some big Hollywood film sets um, when I was a teenager and I was a musician, all this fun stuff. But it was actually because of dealing with rare illness. Um, my mother happens to have a very unusual uh, and uncommon autoimmune disease uh, that basically decided uh what I thought would initially be to forego sort of an artistic path uh, and focus academically on uh, medicine and, and how the human body works with the idea that maybe I could have some sort of impact to come up with a way that is more effective in, in managing rare illnesses like the one that my mother has. Um, and so it was kind of a interesting full circle moment uh, to say, well, let me put everything creative on, on standby and, and focus on science. Uh, because when, it, you know, and it was just about five and a half years ago, 
when I learned that the town I grew up in had been poisoned um, and decided to take such a deep dive into these forever chemicals, I mean, that was the catalytic moment that I said, well, wait a minute, you know, actually, it seems like we need somebody who can manage both, someone who can both understand the complexity of scientific issues like this, but also um, then communicate it in a way that makes that information accessible to everybody. Uh, because if, you know, you grow up drinking contaminated water and that can impact your health, you deserve to understand that, you know, you deserve to know that, um, that shouldn't be information that is reserved to people who have, uh, PhDs in chemistry, right. That doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, it was actually that experience, um, that personal experience of realizing I grew up in a contaminated town, uh, that drove me to, to launch ethereal films, um, initially to work on that documentary. And now we've made um, quite a few different projects and films as a result of that. Um, basically trying to fulfill a niche that I observed uh, a strong need for, you know? Um, I think there are limitations sometimes when we put ourselves in one particular silo or discipline. Um, and, and my friends in research and academia can tell you this a lot. You know, it can be really damaging to just talk to people who only focus on the same thing as you. Uh, you know, most of the beautiful things in life come from, you know, crossing disciplines, getting to know your neighbor who might do something totally different. You know, I'm not a firefighter, but I've met so many because of all of this work. And I feel like uh, I've really been welcomed into this community. And I feel like my life is way richer because of that. Um, so, so that's sort of, you know, where ethereal films, you know, we try to make our mark as something different is we, we love to cross those disciplines. We love to blend those things. Um, and from a scientific standpoint, I am so against the elitism that sometimes accompanies science that you must have this degree or this, you must have gone to this school or done this, um, in order to understand that that's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. Every single person uses and employs science on a daily basis, whether they know it or not. Uh, and, and Diane is one of the best examples of, of how far we can go, um, with, with that ability. So hopefully that answers the question a little bit. Like I said, you guys are just doing amazing, amazing work. And this is really touching to hear both of you speak on it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to the event and um, hearing you speak more, Elijah, and just seeing the film. I think that hopefully our audiences are looking forward to this also. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Last Call Foundation because so all the proceeds are benefiting the Last Call Foundation. Um, so I would love to hear more about the Last Call Foundation. Well, I can I can start and um, I'd love for Elijah to contribute. So when um, in 2018, when I had reached out to Dr. Graham Peasley, the nuclear physicist of Notre Dame, who you'll also see on our panel, along with the IAFF General President, Ed Kelly, and of course, our, our Congressman, Jim McGovern. Um, I reached out to many because I needed funding for another study. What we found in our first testing of firefighter turnout gear was astronomical amounts of these chemicals. And prior to that, we had no idea that these carcinogens were in the gear and we were told they were trace amounts um, because of the large amount of money that I needed. I couldn't fund the study with bake sales or selling sweatshirts or holding any more yard sales. I had exhausted those options. 
and I reached out to uh, Kathy Crosby Bell, and she is the reason why we have the funding for the first ever study. It's quite a study. Um, it really shocked the fire service and, and caught the attention of the science community. And um, they've been instrumental in, in, in elevating this issue for us. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, Kathy Crosby Bell, um, the founder, she will be at this event um, and she is uh, speaking. Yes. Um, and this also, this is in honor of her son, firefighter Michael Kennedy. Elijah, do you have anything to add about the Last Call Foundation? Uh, yeah, I mean, Diane is definitely more knowledgeable than I am, but uh, Kathy has been a really critical role, I think, both in this issue, um, just just like Diane said, that funding was essential in order to validate the original testing that Graham Peasley conducted. Um, and I, it's really amazing, and you get to see this in the film as well, uh, how Kathy basically said, you know, absolutely, there's clear merit to this. Why would we not pay for this? Uh, which just, you know, not to always go back to the topic of science, but this is one of the limitations that research runs into a lot and why science can be such a slow process. It gets a bad rep, and I think this is a problem. Um, in order to make research happen, good research happen, it takes time and it takes money and somebody has to be the initial funder. And so for last call to say, well, let's not wait, let's not require many years of grant submission process. Let's just say, here's the money, go ahead and do it. Um, it's so, it was such an important decision, right? I mean, every single second matters with this, uh, literally, as we know now, um, because what that study did is it validated the exposure that firefighters have been dealing with from their gear. Um, and so I think it's really fantastic that Kathy uh, and her board were willing to say, yes, why would we wait? Let's go ahead and do this. Um, and I think it's really awesome that this event can be a way to sort of pay back tribute a little bit to the Last Call Foundation, um, who, yeah, who not only were instrumental in that work, um, continuing work into PFAS research, there's a lot more that they have supported um, that I'm excited for that to come um, public and talk about more. Um, they were also one of the uh, initial grant funders when we said, hey, I think that Burned need to, needed to be its own film. Um, they were the first organization that said, okay, here's, here's some grant money. Go ahead and make that happen. So they have really been so critical in helping these things happen in a timely manner. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's so fitting um, to, to let this event uh, be a little bit of a fundraiser for them as well. Absolutely. I, I love the support that seems to be in this community and the connections that you all have amongst each other. It just, it seems wonderful. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to hearing her speak as well. Um, you can read more about the Last Call Foundation on the show page on our website. Um, as I mentioned, there's quite a bit of information in there. You can see all of the speakers that will be here. You can read all about the Worcester Fire Brigade Pipe and Drum Band um, and the pre-show book signing. And you can also watch the uh, trailer for the film, which is up on our YouTube page. Um, so, yeah, lots of information on there. Um, but so I would re be remiss not to talk about your executive producer, um, Mark Ruffalo. So can you guys tell me what it was like working with him a little bit? I'll let Eli take that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
<clears throat> so, uh, I mean, the short is that uh, we had sort of run in the same circles for a while. You know, as Diane mentioned earlier in this conversation, uh, he did star and help produce the film Dark Waters, which is fantastic. Everyone should watch it. I believe it's on Netflix um, currently, uh, which is, you know, sort of a dramatized version of Rob Balot's efforts of uncovering this class of chemicals. I mean, um, if you don't know, Rob Balot really is the sole person alive who has been the most important in uh, identifying this global health crisis uh, that spans over a 70 year decade. Uh, every single person on the planet is better off because of this man. And Mark Ruffalo made a film about, about his work. Um, and so uh, when we had started Gen X, we, we had heard about uh, a possibility of a film. We didn't know it was Dark Waters at the time or who was, who was making it. Um, but then it occurred to us after that film came out, you know, um, this is somebody who did this, who made this story um, and, and try to get it out to the world because he is so committed to the issue. Uh, personally, I'm not a um, big celebrity person. Um, it's not not really my thing. Uh, but seeing how someone with such a large platform was latched on on the sole reason of this matters, it affects so many people, uh, and I want to help spread the word, uh, we had thought, well, that is something that we absolutely have in common. You know, we're trying to get the word out. We're trying to inform people. We're trying to make a better society. And so it was a, it was a long process. Um, but eventually we were able to uh, finally nail down a time um, just this last year, actually, uh, where we could go up and, and film with Mark. And originally uh, th that interview was actually pre the decision to make Burned. Um, and so it was a, it was a pretty rushed uh, encounter um, but we spent a long time interviewing on just the topic of Forever Chemicals. And then um, towards the tail end of the interview, you know, we basically said, hey, and just on the off chance you heard of it, have you heard of this issue of turnout gear? Um, you know, the, the clothing that firefighters have to wear. And he's like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. One of my best friends has been a firefighter his entire life. Uh, and this sounds super, super important. Can I do something for this? Um, and so um, as folks will see when they get to watch the film, there's a very special message that Mark um, completely just impromptu, just like, word vomited but perfectly like so eloquent um this is my message to the fire service uh because right there you could see a spark light up in his eyes he was like one of my closest friends is a firefighter if what you're saying is true uh this is so significant and we need to get behind this um and so and we continue to stay um in pretty close contact and he's a very busy guy um but it's it's so abundantly clear from my time with him um he's just 100% committed to this issue and wants to do anything and everything that he can um despite having one of the craziest and busiest schedules in the world um anything that he can uh to make things happen positively for this issue so um, absolute sweetheart oh i absolutely love that that is so sweet and i mean i was super excited to hear that his name was involved in this project and um you know something so close to my heart uh being in Worcester and um it's just I think it's super exciting and I hope that other people uh hear this story and are as touched as I am and come out and see the film 
um, and hear what all of you have to say. Um, as I said, it's going to be a tremendous day, a tremendous evening with lots to hear, uh, lots to hear, lots to see. Um, but before we wrap up, do you, do either of you have any parting words or, um, tidbits you want to add? Sarah, I just want you to know that we are really excited for not just the fire community, but for the Worcester community and uh, legislators and students and the university. This is a story about activism and building a network and overcoming some um, crazy odds. And I can't wait to share with you that the Hanover is featured prominently in the theater too, in the show, Burned as well oh yay oh that'll be exciting for everyone in the audience to see mm -hmm. um and also i have one more question so if people want to watch burned again after this screening where can they watch that so uh great question we will formally announce our plans very soon we're we're having some talks with um some some big distributor folks. If there are firefighters who are interested in accessing the film uh, or nonprofits um, or, or basically private groups, we do already have a request form set up. Um, we've had quite a few. Um, that can just be found at our website, etherealfilms.org slash burned. Um, there's an order form that can be submitted. And I want to impress that any firefighter can request the film completely free of cost. So um, that, that'll be the fastest way for anyone that just wants to watch the film. We'll be making announcements very, very soon um, through social media, all these different channels um, on where they can find it. Perfect. And um, if people would like to get in touch with you on social media, how can they reach out to you? So Diana's on Twitter at uh, Di, lowercase, um, hyphen, Cotter, Di Cotter, and I'm uh, public on Facebook, Diane Cotter. All right. And uh, all of our, all of the Ethereal Films um, social media accounts are um, just the same name, Ethereal, E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L, two underscores, films. Um, and I believe we're on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, but folks can also reach out um, through our website. We have multiple ways of, of contact. Perfect. Well, once again, we have the film screening and expert panel of Burned Protecting the Protectors here at the Hanover Theater in Worcester on Sunday, June 11th at 6 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening, and you will get to meet these two incredible humans and hear what they have to say. But thank you so much for your time today. It's been an honor to speak to both of you. Likewise, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Look forward to it. Of course. Everyone else listening, I will see you next time on Behind the Scenes.